Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey, everybody. It is Lisa Nearing with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And um, I am here today with Angie Farrell, and we are going to be talking about geography with Helene C. Helene. Um, we are both from True North Homeschool Academy. Angie's teaching several classes. I'll list those in the show notes. Um, she's teaching a lot of literature and writing classes. And after this podcast, you're going to have a clear idea of why. So Angie, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Um, we're going to just jump in. You mentioned this a couple weeks ago about doing a podcast um, on some of my favorite books <laughs> by Holly C. Helene. So tell us, tell me why, tell the listeners why you wanted to do this podcast. Oh, well, the, well, I mean, books, right? Anything to yeah, do with books. books. But the, <laughs> these books, I, I was actually going through some of my older books because my kids are grown now and, and I was having to make those heart wrenching decisions about whether this should go or say or sell or keep. And, uh-huh. and I came through these and of course they're keeps forever books. Um, and I, and I thought I would like to share because I think it's sort of a, a secret, a hidden, they're, they're hidden treasures that, yeah. that all homeschoolers, all moms, not just homeschoolers should share with their children. So here we yeah. are. Here we are. And we were talking about studies. We, this is a Holly and C. Holly. We had the books before we found the study. You probably mm-hmm. did too. Mm-hmm, um, yes. Beautiful illustrations. And these are geography books around the United States. They're great yeah. for a U.S. study. And then Beautiful Feet did this nice little unit study on geography with Holly and C. Holly books. And we happened to both do it. One of my favorite homeschool studies. They also had the history of the horse that might have been right up there too. But um, I just, one of my favorite memories of homeschooling, we had three kids at the time. My husband was, we lived in base housing. He was in the military and we'd get up in the morning and read these books. And I just remember one time my, um, I had two girls and a, and a boy and my son was laying on the dining room table, literally laying on the table because we have these big maps. Yes. Tracing the outline of the map while yes. I read the story. And it was just such a sweet memory of mm-hmm. talking about just like living the dream of, you know, homeschooling where the kids are so involved and attentive and yes. just taking it all in. <laughs> and the maps were huge, right? And they were yeah. made on this great kind of parchment that just yes. made them like real maps. Yeah. And, and my kids did the same thing. And we, yeah. I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about it here was because not only did we do all of that reading and it was such a wonderful memory, we actually decided to take it on the road and go see some of the places. Wow. Cool. So we started our, our journey with Hauling Sea Hauling and these books were written in the forties and fifties, yeah. but with Seabird because mm-hmm. we went to Florida a lot. And we would see the seabirds and I, and I saw the book somewhere at a bookstore or something. And I thought, Oh, this would be a great book to take. Cause I would do that when we would go to Florida, I would find a book on hermit crabs or something. And we would, and, and the book was so lovely. And I, and, and then I looked on Amazon and saw that this author had these other books. So then I got another and another and I thought, well, I was just in love instantly with 
the writing style, the beauty of the writing. And then to find out that he did all of these hand drawings and illustrations where all the margins are filled with yeah. all of these beautiful little, little instructional things. So it wasn't just art, but it was, it was like a educational. Journal. Well, here's yeah. the tool that they were using and he would have a drawing of that. And I, well, we just adored it, but so it just kind of morphed into that. And we ended up then making, taking some trips and we didn't get to do our very last trip of one of the books because of COVID that was, we were going to do, go see the Santa Fe trail, which was from the fourth, fourth book. But anyway, wow. so yeah, we did, we did see bird through Florida, but then we got men of the Mississippi and we started reading about this little turtle making his trek down to the Mississippi, yeah. down the Mississippi. And, and I never knew that the headwaters of the Mississippi were up at Lake Itasca or near, near that in Minnesota. And my mom and dad lived in Minnesota at the time. And I said, this sounds like a potential road trip. And it was kind of off the beaten path. And so we went and we took our book and we found it this, even with the, in the book, you know, the, the totem is there, this post that says here, 1475 feet above the ocean, the mighty Mississippi begins to flow on its winding way, 2,552 miles to the Gulf of Mexico. Right. And you think, oh, that's so cool. And then we get there and there's the same sign. It's wow. still there. And so I have a picture of my kids in front of this wooden carved post marking this and them tiptoeing across the little narrow part of the creek that's getting yeah. wider and wider. And it just, I don't know, it was just such a cool connection to make and to be able to do that and make it real. So then we were like, what else can we do? So then we look through and the next book was Paddle to the Sea, which was about the little carved boat mm -hmm. that got moved from place to place. And so then we tied that to a trip to Lake Superior. Oh, cool. And then we went and dug agates in Lake Superior. And um, we learned that the Lake Superior looks like a wolf head, right? That was a big yeah. thing in this book they talk about. And so it was just like one thing. We just decided we were going to do each thing. So then, again, I didn't get to do the fourth book, The Santa Fe Trail, was that, going out west and seeing mm -hmm. some of that. But there's such a living isn't that very Charlotte Mason, right? It's yeah. they're, they're living books. They really do more than just mm -hmm. show you dusty artifacts. They tell stories that connect to your heart. And mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I still love them. I think the kids, when I was going through talking about selling them, they were like, you couldn't possibly sell that book. <laughs> yeah, it was what you're really talking about is developing a lifestyle of learning where the learning is so integrated in your life. Like you're not just reading a book, you're reading a book, creating a map, going on a trip, making memories, taking pictures, walking across the little narrows, um, integrating it into the trips that you're already taking. I love that. I love it. I know it was, it was really, it, it, it was a, it was pretty neat. We, we did get to see a couple things on the one book as far as we did to cro get to cross some landmarks that showed it, but we didn't get to go to the actual place, but I, I do think that it is conceptually for younger kids, it's so hard for them. You know, you can look at a concept in a book and mm -hmm. it looks really neat and interesting and you're map mapping it out. But until you're sort of standing in that map and seeing really that's the place right there, yeah. you're actually in it. 
that it just, it gives them a deeper connection. I had a little tab marked in the book. I was going to just read this little paragraph because yeah. so the writing's just so beautiful, but this talks about men after he, you know, turtles, they are um, cold blooded and they have to dig in in the winter time. So this shows where he sort of gets stuck in a cold area before he is able to make his way. And it says, then white flakes laid a pad over the earth to be stitched by everything moving from mice to moose. New cold came, deeper snow. Life itself appeared to be chilled to an icy stop. Yet chipmunks and bears were only asleep. Frozen flies and mosquitoes were still living, while men, long since burrowed deep in the mud, was yet alive. Mm. Just There's just such a rhythm and flow to the way he writes. And mm-hmm. anyway, we couldn't get enough. I know we loved we loved the books. They're on our keep list too. They're in the library. Um, there's so much something so powerful about reading out loud to each other, mm-hmm. reading to your kids, letting them take turns and read to you, mm-hmm. letting them stumble over the words and correcting them in a way that they understand in a deeper way, um, and then actually going and doing it, like going and um, seeing what Lake Superior looks like. When we saw Lake Superior, I was an adult actually, and I was just blown away. It is mass. It's, it's just, it's overwhelmingly huge. It's like the ocean. Um, yeah. so without the crashing, but it's cold. <laughs> yeah. We got Very to see, cold. we, when we were there at like, uh, at Duluth, they have, uh, a shipyard and, yeah. and the ships come through and, you know, the bridge lifts up yeah. and they have a newsletter each morning that they print that says what, what ships will be coming through and that one particular, so we went through there twice. We did this trip twice because they yeah. liked it so much. And when the second time we came through, the largest ship on the the lakes was coming through that day. It was a really wow. big deal. So we waited for it. Well, it got delayed. There was some weather and other things. And so it was like midnight before it finally happened. We sat there and waited and wow. waited and walked around and kind of, you know, yeah. killed time. And when that ship finally came, it was, my kids were, absolutely blown away. I have a video of it. It was like a city just going mm. down. <laughs> yeah. they, they were really, and the ship just kept going and going and going and going and going because it was so long and yeah. amazing. And I think that might've been the spark that got my son into ships because he is obsessed with ships now. <laughs> I, yeah, as you're telling the story, I'm just thinking, this is like the life of a homeschooler right here. Like yes. we will stay up till 12 midnight. Yes. <laughs> to see the ship go by to have this experience because it, yeah. it, it don't you remember more of these kinds of things than what you read in a book anyway i mean oh, yeah absolutely yeah i i'm just thinking about how we're, we're both old-time homeschoolers and so we we read all the books and i'm just thinking um it, it's just so different now because you have so many opportunities to learn online and look i i own and operate your north End school academy you teach online we are so grateful for the online opportunities, but I guess this whole podcast is really about take time to read to your kids, find oh, some yes. good books like Holly C. Holly and turn off all the devices, put them away. Don't have them in the room with you and just take time to read out loud to each other because there's so many, there's so much bonding that takes place there. The brain activity is so different. Um, and you're teaching your kids so many life skills, like how to just, Pay attention. Um, how to communicate well. If you have somebody like Holly C. Holly in your room 
and you're reading these great words, these beautiful words, these words that feed your soul, you're going to be a different person. Yeah. And well, you can't get enough of it. And I, I have moms ask me all the time, well, what, what reading app do you recommend, you know, for my kids? And I say, none, do not. Yeah. You teach your children how to read by putting their fingers on paper yeah. and letting them flip the pages and letting them read to you and letting them touch the words and trace them with their fingers. And, mm-hmm. um, you, you build that relationship by sitting together mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in, in your lap or whatever. And, and they will never get tired of it. My children, never tired of being read to through high school even. Yeah. And storytelling, great storytelling is, is still great storytelling. We never, we never really get tired of that. That's why we go to the movies. It's really the same idea, but yeah, don't, don't let an app teach your children how to read. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'll say one thing about technology. I just read a study that said they, they can measure um, if people are having a conversation and there's a phone laying on the table between them, the level of intimacy and engagement drops by significant yeah. amounts by just taking the, the phone and setting it aside and out of view, the level of engagement and intimacy and conversation immediately improves. And they, and they were studying things like even the people's heart rate and how they responded wow. during conversation. And it was altered by just having that piece of technology sitting there. And I feel like in my mind, what I think that points to is it's almost like a threat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, as long as that phone's sitting there, you know, something better might be coming along than you, the person I'm listening mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And so our children need to feel that level of engagement too. So when we're sitting together in a book, there's just nothing that can take, take them yeah. away from you at that point. And it's a, it's a bonding experience. I think it is. I, that, that is very intriguing to me because I think you see at restaurants when people think, they're being really engaging. They take their phone out and put it in the middle of the tables together so that they're not going to, but why, what you're saying is that that very act of having it there in the middle keeps people apart. I think that just really gets to the point that so many of us are feeling lonelier and our kids, I mean, all the studies coming out since COVID is the kids are feeling really disconnected and they're feeling lonely. Yes. Um, and we really all went to our devices over COVID. We all watched videos and all those kind of things. And um, everybody worked from home, blah, blah, blah. So, and there's a whole thing when you're working at home, you have to, I, I mean, you have to keep good boundaries or it just takes over your life. And so I'm, as I say <laughs> that, I'm feeling very guilty. <laughs> um, so I just, I think that's a good word. Like put your, put your device off the table. Um, put it to the side, put it in the hole in the phone holder, turned backwards and take some time to read together. When I remember this old, um, it was a TV advertisement. Maybe it was a TV advertisement for like a phonics program, I think by Meredith Baxter Bernie decades ago. And she and her husband were saying, read 15 minutes a day to your kids. And I thought that is a great, a, a, just a great benchmark to hit. And then we used sunlight years and years ago when it first came out, um, way back, way, way, way back. And they just were like, read to each other, read, have quiet reading time. Both of those activities should be planned parts of your days. And that is really, that reading is my fallback. When I'm boring or we're bored or things are going south, reading is just such a great way to re-energize and regroup. And um, I'll get back on the same sheet of paper. Um, you know, pun intended, but uh, the Holland C. Holling book. Yeah, I, I did that myself. The Holland C. Holling books. I love them. They're just, again, they're so beautiful and creative. And 
That's the other thing about a good book um, that you can't get on a Kindle or another device. These books are so beautiful. The artwork in kids' books, it's like you can do a whole like study on art through kids' books, right? But mm-hmm. these books, they have the illustration. And then, like you said, the margins are just chopped. It's like a whole story within a story in the margins. They're so beautiful. You can tell he's gone to great lengths to not just tell the story, but give you all the behind the scenes information. Like if he mentions a little tool in the story, then he tells you what that tool is and how it works on the margin drawing, you know, and it's, it's, it reminds me of when we talk about our uncommon, it was uncommon, oh, the journals that the, that our founders would would keep, right. That Mm -hmm. that have all the little things they'd learned and the little sketches and all And I thought that this, this is what he's done is he's placed all of his ideas and thoughts and everything out there for us. And I think it's a gift, but you know, even if you can't take the trips and go on the road, like we did, and, and I didn't plan to do it when I read the books, it just kind of worked out. I feel like the stories are still so bright and living and engaging that without the trips, you still would feel like you'd been there. And that's, what's really special about them. And there's some cultural things in it that I appreciate. They talk about Native Americans and the tree on the trail goes through that. And there's something super sentimental about that book, this idea that that tree is there yeah. and and it perseveres through men coming and going and changing and cultures and the nation con- changing. But that tree is just there and it witnesses all of that. And it just kind of gives me a warm feeling to think that for me as a Christian, that's God's creation. And it's, it's there and it lasts and it, it doesn't, whether we come or go and whether we make our mark, or we don't, uh, his creation doesn't fail. Um, mm-hmm. it's there and, and that's kind of a beautiful thing. Now I will say the books aren't Christian yeah. and, and there's even maybe some hints of some, uh, evolution kind of in there. He makes mention of the glaciers and things. Mm-hmm. It's not blatant or anything, but even though it's not, I feel like it reveres the creation so much that it feels very Christian in its flow, even though I don't think he intended it that way. It's just, it, it reveres God's uh, beauty and grace in, in the word. So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, I can't yeah. say enough good things about it. I hope people go out and give one a try and yeah, I'll list them in the show notes. And I love the fact that you actually took trips um, based on these books, what a great, that what a great like adventure. We talk about adventuring yes. and just incorporating adventure with educational opportunities. Um, I was telling somebody earlier today that I wasn't homeschooled, but my, my mom was just like the, uh, she would have just been the ultimate homeschooler because every vacation we went to factories, we went on historical reenactments. I mean, there was never <laughs> okay. an opportunity left. <laughs> left, left un, un, unturned that she would turn into something where we were learning or discovering or reading or finding out about. And um, it was a really rich way to spend my childhood. I mean, honestly, we had so many experiences um, and that was with going to school. So I just think as homeschoolers, we just have, we have the time and energy. Uh, time is such a great resource to do some of these things. And the Holling Sea Holling books are a really fun place to start with doing some adventuring. Um, yeah. So, um, and, and Seabird would be great for any, any place on the beach too. I was going to say one thing and I meant, I, I jotted this down and I wanted to make sure to mention it because I think a lot of parents, they hear people doing these things and they think, Oh, I just don't have the time or the energy or the funds or whatever. But I mean, it doesn't have to be anything that complicated, but I did want to say one thing. And that is, 
sometimes parent as parents, like you were saying, your mom take you to all these great places. My parents did the same thing. And something that I found in my homeschool that was interesting, like we did a lot of field trips and activities and, and things, but I found that if you can spark their interest prior to doing it, it actually connects better. And so one of the things I started learning as my children got older is to take them somewhere they're already showing interest in. So I think that's why these books work for that Mm. because we had already sort of connected to that and studied it. And then it created sort of a connection. So when we went, it wasn't just some place on the map. And I think that's the thing. If you can spark their interest first with a book like this, or take them somewhere where their interest has already been sparked. I mean, sometimes the kid, your kids will tell you, Hey, I like this. We are actually going to Virginia this year because my son has decided he wants to see this Navy ship. And so wow. I said, well, that's just the kind of trip we should take because you already are very passionate about this and want to see it. And when we get there, it'll mean something to you. So I think this idea of eduventure, we need mm-hmm. to be conscious of that. It's like, think about what they're already sparked and interested in and try to bring them to those places so they make those connections or use wonderful books like this to spark it. Yeah. And then, cause I think I feel like learning is a lot like a puzzle. And yeah. if we already have a couple pieces there, then it builds much more nicely. Mm-hmm. And I think about some of the trips I took as a child. I wish I'd understood more what I was doing because I probably would have remembered those things better. I know. Cause my dad will say, do you remember when we went here? And I'll think, oh, I wish I did. Yeah. 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 It's just an interesting thing how learning works. Well, and I think just doing, helping your kids make those connections and integrating the learning is really, I mean, we all know if we can integrate the learning, we're going to remember it better. We're going to understand it better. Mm -hmm. It's going to make so much more sense. So I totally agree with you completely. We went um, for my 21st birthday. My parents took me, my one sister graduated. My other sister got married and I had a birthday. My parents were like, let's do something fun. So we went to the Shakespeare festival in Ontario, Canada, which was a blast, but I didn't really understand Shakespeare at all. And now I'm thinking after all these years of doing Shakespeare with my kids, and they were in Shakespeare camps and everything. I'm thinking, I need to go to a Shakespeare festival now because I, I understand the stories. I get the language. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you know, it will be so much more fun and, and, and just meaningful. Then mm-hmm. just showing up and going, I don't really even know what they're saying. This is a cool <laughs> atmosphere. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's an excellent example of just that. Cause I, I, I had the same experience. Like my parents would take me these really cool things, but I didn't have context yet. And yeah. so now I think back, yeah, I'm going to go back and do that again. And it's yeah. going to be really, you know, be more meaningful. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So a big adventure. I'm just going to tell them one of my kids. She's been taking Hebrew for a couple of years and she's going to get, she's going to go to Israel this summer, which is like the ultimate adventure, right? Because Mm. she knows the language. She's studied the culture. She's listened to the YouTubes and watched the videos. I mean, we all have, it's been a very educationally, culturally educational experience for all of us. You know, we've all kind of participated slightly like 5% of the hundred percent she's put into it. (laughs) Um, So, but I'm super excited for her because I asked her what she was most excited to see when she got there. And she said, all of it, you know, because, um, she knows people there. She studied the, the culture and the land and the language It's going to be so rich for her. So, um, so you can do little adventures or you can do big, huge adventures. Oh <laughs> um, they can go, they can be any level of that, but we, Angie and I just really encourage you guys as homeschoolers, read the books together. 
um, because then you have that memory together. Um, and when we mention books in our home, there's like, we have our, we have our little personal family library. When we mention a scene or a character from those books, we all get it. Um, and you probably have the same thing. You know, when we, when we say puddle glum, we're like, we're all there with puddle glum, right? <laughs> um, cause ethnically I am, I am a puddle glum. <laughs> I am melancholy. And so it's like, I will tell you the truth always and we will get there to, you know, we will make it happen. But, um, I might talk about rain the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. So um, it just, it helps build your family culture is to read out loud together and taking trips. I read something a couple years ago that said families that maintain their cohesion. And listen, we are in a world right now in a culture right now that is pulling apart family. So working on family cohesion is so important. Families that vacation together, stay together longer. And I've thought about that a lot. Why is that? And I really think the reason why is because when you travel, you're out of context, right? You don't have your regular habits and routines. And so you have to work together as a community to get to get to the next place, to go to the sightseeing places, to have fun together, to find the restaurants, to manage your budget. Like it is this great thing that you're doing together that you have to work as a team or, or it won't work. Um, and I'm sure there's other reasons too. That's just kind of like the thing I've come to. but. I do think if you can work in some adventures, like, you know, start with Holly and see Holly. And, and there, his books are, um, seabirds. So that would be any kind of ocean. Men of the Mississippi. So if you're in the middle of the country, it's a great one. Um, tree on the trail, which is about the Santa Fe trail. Isn't it? Isn't it about the yes, Santa Fe trail? It is. Um, what's the other one? Uh, let's see. A men of the Mississippi seabird. Oh, paddle to the sea. That's the paddle great lakes. Mm -hmm. That one's awesome too. Um, so really, you can be really anywhere in the country and make use of these books. And like Angie said, they're just beautiful books. Yeah. Fun, fun times. Well, you guys are going to go on an adventure this summer, huh? You're going to go see a ship. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I like what you were saying about vacationing together. Because I think as a mom, the one thing that I do well with vacations, because they're usually vacations typically are a lot of work for moms. And yeah. I, I would always tell my husband, you know, vacations are vacations for you guys, but they're really just a trip for me because I'm doing all this work packing and you know, all the, all the things until they got older. Yeah. But I, I think one thing that I did on some of these trips that I took, like the ones with hauling, see hauling is I allowed myself, I kind of took myself off the hook for having to mother or parent or school the whole time. I don't, if that makes sense. Yeah. I tried to just place myself on equal standing with my kids in terms of just having fun. Mm -hmm. And so I just let go of everything doesn't have to be a teachable moment. Everything doesn't have to be about me having total structure and control. Like I can turn, take my mom hat off a little bit and just have a good time and yeah. relax because I'm pretty, um, Ordered, I'm, I'm very structured and ordered yeah. in my homeschool runs like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. But when I get on vacation, I don't want it to be, to feel that way. We don't, we shouldn't have deadlines. So if we want to sleep in or, if, Hey, let's just pull off the road here because we saw a thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be more like that. And so I'm able to do that on vacation. I make myself let go of all that. And yeah. it really allows my children to see another side to me. That is actually more the real me mm -hmm. than when I have my mom hat on and I have to take care of everything. And so at first, in some ways, I think the trips have been good for us as a family for that, because I can just, 
you know, be, be a fun person and not just be that person who tells me what to do all the time, (laughs) which is what a lot of kids probably feel like a lot when, you know, that's just the way it is with parents. But so I encourage moms to think about that too, is that take a trip and just, just let go. You know, you're not at home now, so you don't have to worry about the phone ringing or the bills getting paid. Or if someone's knocking at your door, you can just go and do and yeah, I think yeah. there's liberation in that and letting your children see you as just a person and not the person who's always in control or in charge or taking care of everything. And I yeah, don't know. I love it. Random I, thoughts. <laughs> I, no, I totally agree with you. The other thing I was thinking as you were talking too, just about layering the learning is that um, like our US, our, our world geography class that Shannon Swindler teaches, mm-hmm. um, the kids are taking virtual field trips around the world. And that's the other thing to layer the learning. Um, read the book, see if there's a virtual field trip and then go take the trip. Because oh, that's a great way to do I it. Know, wouldn't that be fun? And there are virtual field trips for, I mean, I am shocked. There's virtual field trips for so many things now, and you can really see a lot virtually. Um, and I know gas prices are rising. Everybody's worried about being able to take trips this summer. Um, it doesn't have to be far to really make an adventure. It can be, it can be the local park or the state park. Um, and there's great things to see all over this amazing country. It's true. <laughs> and, and world for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for bringing up some of our favorite books again, Angie. We love the Hauling Sea Hauling books. And if you guys haven't checked them out, um, I'll put links in the show notes for you guys to go scope them out because they are really worth, um, buying for your family and reading them out loud and, um, and taking a trip with them. Fun times. Thanks, Angie, for joining me um, on this week's episode of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We will talk to you guys next week and look forward to seeing you then. Hey, everybody, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a, they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, we like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy, coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in, in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022, for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North Home School Academy. Um, We're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And thanks for listening to today's podcast.